How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. So I have had a massive week this week and I've been to quite a number of events and there's been a common topic that's come up and it might have been because of the last couple of episodes that I did and we're talking about, you know, sabotage and trust a lot over the last couple of weeks. And one thing that's come up is questions around deal breakers. So I get these questions about, you know, Dr. Love, I always used to say cheating would be a deal breaker for me. That is all it's going to take for me to be able to leave a relationship. And unfortunately, what's happened is that, you know, that person then goes through a relationship and unfortunately they end up going through a period of infidelity. And as far as they're concerned, they were going to be out of there the minute that that happened. But what they found is that they were still in the relationship and still willing to work at it. Now, I have done some polls on Instagram about this and I'm not surprised about the percentages that are showing up in regards to people that have gone through times of infidelity in their relationship where a partner's cheated or they have cheated. It is something that continually comes up and then it leads to a debate about are we supposed to be monogamous? Are we supposed to be with one person forever? Is it in our human nature, et cetera, et cetera. But we are not going to talk about that bit on the podcast today. What I'm actually going to talk about the deal breakers, right? So I thought I'd talk about the three most common deal breakers that I often see. And, you know, a lot of the time we actually we actually abandon them. So although they are, for us, black and white, the minute they're done, we know that we're committed to get out of that relationship. It's actually not the way it works. So on this episode, we're going to talk about the three most common deal breakers that I see quite often and also why we abandon them because that's what we actually do in relationships. We come with all of these rules and then when something happens to break the rules, we're still in the relationship. So when we talk about deal breakers, it's normally a term used to identify factors that we don't want in our relationship, right? So often that means occurrences that will probably disqualify someone as your prospective partner or someone to continue to be your partner. And not surprisingly, thinking of your deal breakers often comes with the pre-thought. It comes to mind before we even start a new relationship. We've got these things going through our heads. What is it that I want? What is it I don't want? What will I not put up with? What am I not compromising on? Whatever it is, but we have these deal breakers already. And it's common to have these principles at the forefront of our thoughts during this time because as we use it as a set of rules, like almost to protect us from getting hurt or sometimes we use it to give our partners a set of standards to live by. So while our personal list of deal breakers are usually private, they're things that we talk about 
in our heads. We have these private lists going on. When we look at couples and relationships, we can acknowledge there are more commonalities within people's lists than we think. So it could be from societal expectations, religious perspectives. It could be just basic old school respect for relationships. You know, deal breakers are more complicated than we might think. So when discussing the things you don't want in a relationship and situations that you simply won't put up with, couples in long-term commitments are actually more prone to staying in the relationship when a deal breaker has occurred. Hands up if you know that. So it might seem like the person is abandoning their principles. You know, if you've stayed through one of your no-go zones, you almost feel like you're betraying yourself. But in actual fact, you're actually using one of the most powerful tools that strengthens the bond between you guys. And that's called compromise. So by wanting to work on the relationship, both of you are putting your deal breakers aside and the couple become more evolved and closer than they were before the relationship even started or before the relationship was altered through the experience of the deal breaker. If you have a think about that, there's been quite a number of women and men that I've worked with that have gone through unfortunate circumstances in their relationships and they were walking out of the door. There was no turning back and they decided to give it one more go and really commit to working and making a change. And what you see, what you can see is through the commitment and putting these boundaries and putting these no-go zones to the side and you're starting to compromise, what you see is a, a beautiful evolution of their relationship and it's never looked that way before. And this is why we say that some relationships can survive infidelity and some look better after infidelity than it did prior because prior you never really were present in the relationship. You weren't working on the relationship. You guys just coexisted. And it took the infidelity, although very hard on the hurt partner, but it took the incident of infidelity for you guys to then work at the relationship and be committed and realize that it's not going to actually be happy forever if you don't work on it. So what I want to do is take a look at a few common relationship deal breakers and why couples are willing to bargain with their principles. So the first one is your partner or you have anger issues or are abusive in nature. So this is a common deal breaker and it's not surprising as it's clear most men and women want to feel safe and secure in their relationship. As a negative personality trait, this might not be present right away, right? When you first date and when you first start a relationship with someone, an abusive or short-tempered person doesn't normally show their real colors initially. And while there may have been some little signs during your first few dates, such as them being maybe short with the waiter or an inability to be patient with you while you're getting ready, or they're often very good at probably hiding this side of them until they are a little bit more comfortable around you and being able to be open with you. And it sounds like common sense, right? To break off our relationship with someone who becomes abusive verbally or physically or who is quick to anger, who is quick to just get angry, just clicks it, right? But some people want to stay in the relationship to try and change their partner. Bum, bum. 
not happening. We'll talk about that probably all on another episode because changing a partner is, I've seen women waste away their lives trying to change their partner. This is what I hear. I know they've got it in them somewhere. I've seen it and I'm just waiting for it to come out. You are going to wait another 10 years, another five years, double of what you're waiting. It's not coming out until they're willing to start to change or see their behavior as a problem to change, right? So without realizing these women want to help their partners become a better person, even if they're completely incapable of change, the partner still feels like there's something they need to fix and accomplish. This is why they stay in these relationships for way longer than they need to. So if you're in an abusive relationship or you know someone who is, speak up and let your voice be heard. Now, I know this is easier said than done if you are in one, but if you're watching someone go through something, it might be a good time to have a good conversation. So whether you um, yourself need to talk to somebody, a therapist, a counselor, a friend, or simply let someone know about your situation, you give it validation and force for change to actually happen. The longer you ignore it and the longer you don't converse about what's going on with you, it's almost like we give it permission to still keep happening. And I understand the struggle because what you do is you're not only protecting yourself, there's some guilt and shame around these types of relations, but you're also protecting your partner because there is love there. You don't want people to judge them. You don't want them to find out your personal life behind closed doors. I understand that. But at times these situations can affect your self-esteem, self-worth, and at times it can be unsafe. So I would suggest that you actually try and have a chat with someone about what's going on. At least let somebody know. The second thing that comes up a lot is that there's dishonesty. And again, this is a trait that might stay hidden under the surface until they become comfortable with you, until they become easier to read on your end, right? This category holds a number of deal breakers in itself, such as being unfaithful, not being a trustworthy person, not being able to rely on them when you need them, not following through with their word. All of this stuff is about being trustworthy and about being dishonest. The more they have given you their word on something and the more they've broken that, the more we see them as dishonest and unable to follow through. And that's hurtful. When you start to date someone like this, we often tell, well, not even like this, anyone Sometimes when we date, we often tell little white lies to make ourselves feel or sound a little bit more capable or dateable. But when it comes to flat out lying, that's when red flags should be popping up. We might be on a date and we haven't dated for a long time and the conversation comes up in this date is, oh, how long haven't you dated for? And you say, oh, it's been a couple of months. I haven't really dated anyone, but it's really been a couple of years and you're just a little bit embarrassed to say that. You know, that's those little white lies. But if you're showing up and you're at a first date and you're having a conversation and someone asks you about your ex-partner and you turn around and say, oh, I haven't, you know, had a partner for 10 years and you're still married, that's flat out lying right? And so obviously you won't know that initially, but eventually I'm hoping that you find out. Eventually you'll find out that the person's lying to you. And don't think this doesn't happen. This happens a lot. You know, people going out claiming to be single, but actually are committed in relationships. So eventually you'll find out what they've been lying about and whether it's their job, the title that they hold, their ability to cook a meal. Maybe they pretend that they cook every day, but they're at their mum's. Maybe it's even 
even as minute as a detail as their favorite movie or singer. Those are the little white lies that aren't the deal breakers. But finding out a person is a pretty good liar to your face without even blinking can really be an eye-opener for someone. So dating someone who is dishonest isn't easy on your heart and you often wonder what goes on when you're not around because they're dishonest. So behaviors that signify they're hiding something like being overly protective of their phone, being vague about their whereabouts. You know, I'm just going up the road. Where are you going? I'm just going to go see, you know, girlfriend. I'm just going to go see a mate. Can show you that they could be a little bit untrustworthy. So staying in this relationship because you don't want to be alone or are invested in this person only results in you being constantly suspicious and worried about unable to confront your partner, continuing a cycle of lies that aren't met with consequences. So in other words, these lies keep coming up and, you know, there's something deep inside of you that know they're lying. You've got this gut feeling, you can't prove it, you don't want to bring it up, you don't want to argue, you don't want to lose them, but you know what you're worth and there will be someone out there who will be able to give you the opposite of what you're receiving right now. And I know it's hard to believe right now while you're in this situation, because if you've been burnt by someone that is dishonest, you don't trust people. You don't believe that someone is out there that will offer you respect and honesty and will be available to you. You totally doubt that. And I get it. But I will promise you that you are worthy enough to have that person. And there is someone out there for you who will only offer you respect and honesty, but you will never, ever have it as long as you stay in a relationship with a dishonest person. So you will need to consider whether you want to give up the opportunity of experiencing an open, loving relationship or staying in the relationship you're in that is eventually going to pull you to pieces. And when I say that, it actually starts to affect you not only emotionally and mentally, but it starts to affect your body. So it might even be, you know, the weight gain, your hormones go out. Uh, you develop uh, some type of autoimmune disease, you're intolerant to type of foods that you have never been intolerant to, you hold fluid, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you eat too much. There's a lot of physical symptoms that come up with being unhappy and feeling stuck in a relationship. So I would definitely recommend that you reflect on the type of relationship you're in and just check in and see if it's time for you to move on and maybe open yourself up for someone else that's going to give you the total opposite of what you're getting now. Okay, so the next one is, and this is a common deal breaker. I think I saw this in one of the reality TV shows. It was in The Bachelorette. Oh my God, this is the second time I've brought up The Bachelorette. But Angie really wanted kids, uh, wants kids. And one of the men in the house at one point said he didn't want children. And so she knew that was a deal breaker. Angie obviously followed through with it and said, you know what, that is a deal breaker for me. I can't be with you. And so he left the house. Some of us aren't that clear with that, but this is a common deal breaker is that one of the couple want to have children and the other doesn't. So while the topic of children isn't quite a first date, it's not first date etiquette or it's not something you talk about or, you know, you don't talk on your first date about wanting to have children in the future because you don't want to scare them away. It's not really a first date conversation, but it is something most couples would discuss lightly after dating for a few months. And the aim is to get 
almost like an idea of your partner's headspace and what they think their future would look like. And possibly if it's with you and if you guys align, like are you guys, are you seeing a very similar future for yourself? And again, yeah, we see this happen on our reality TV shows is that the first thing they ask is, what do you want? What do you want your future to look like? Do you want kids? Are you willing to travel? Are you willing to move interstate? So all of those things sort of come up after a few dates so that you can see, you know, is this worth my time? So the topic might not have come up organically and you could be years into dating somebody without so much as breathing the word children. And then after years of dating, you find out that your partner actually isn't interested in having children at all. And you've given away, you know, two, three, four, five, ten years of your life having a great time with, you know, this man or woman. And you have had the idea that it's going to look different in a few years time because we will settle down and have a family of our own and bang, they deliver the news and tell you, you know what, it's actually not something that I've ever wanted and you've never actually had the conversation. So learning curve is you must have a conversation around children so that you guys are on the same path, same values, same plan. So other situations may, you know, maybe you knew your partner didn't want kids and you were okay with that, but you also convinced yourself that you didn't want them either because you wanted to be with him or her. And only, you know, years down the track after being in this relationship, then you've realized, you know what, I don't want to give up my opportunity to have children and I do want them. And Then you start to discuss the future with your partner and whether kids can be involved or not. And it is a daunting conversation because no one enjoys confrontation. And this conversation could be that. And it could be possibly the end of a loving relationship because you've actually now decided that the dynamic of the relationship, you want to change. You know, it's going to go from two to three and not everyone is going to be okay with that in that relationship. So this is why we avoid it because we don't want to lose the person that we love. But are you willing to give up an opportunity to have children because biologically women can only have children for a certain amount of years of their life. And if they don't do that at a certain point, then they miss out. And it's fine to never ever want to have to have children. It is a choice. Um, but this is obviously for the women that or men that are in relationships and have said, you know, I don't want children. Initially, they thought they didn't. As they've progressed, they've got they've changed their mind or realized it is actually something that they've wanted. And they've just rejected that initially thinking it was going to be all too hard or there was other things going on for them. So this deal breaker is probably one of the hardest to come across because you may be in the most happiest, most fulfilling relationship of your life. And so you think, do I compromise my dreams of having kids? And and for me to be with my partner and if my partner's not keen and it's not something that I want to force my partner into because, you know, if he loved me or she loved me, this would happen. And it's a very difficult scenario. And it depends on which one outweighs the other in this scenario. So you got to ask yourself an important question like, would I resent my partner if I remained childless? And is having kids with someone else better than continuing my life with them? 
right? Would it be better for me to go and have kids with someone else and end this amazing relationship or the opposite? Will I stay in this amazing relationship and then lose my opportunity to have kids? And we know ourselves better than anyone. So when it comes to these deal breakers and why are we so reluctant to sort of enforce them in our relationships is definitely something that is unique to each of us. So investing our time and our energy and our emotional expenditure on our relationship does allow us to compromise with our belief systems. And that's in the name of love. We have all seen ourselves compromise sometimes more than we've ever thought in the name of love. We see relationships as rewarding And we are more willing to go above and beyond to keep it alive when the relationship is very close to our heart and we are invested in it. So they're probably the three deal breakers that come up but don't always undo the relationships, but they can, but they are workable. So what I'm going to suggest is that you recognize the deal breakers on your list that are absolutes. Which of those are you not able to compromise on? You don't ever want to compromise on any of them. And it might mean that you don't want to compromise on any mental or physical or emotional safety because of a relationship. And I think that's a really good one because if they truly, truly love you, your safety and security and happiness is their first priority. There's no negotiating around that. So maybe you need to have a think about what are your non-negotiables in relationships. And some will come up and say, you know what, one of them is infidelity or one of them is dishonesty. And that is okay. There's no right or wrong. You might say children. Children are a non-negotiable. You you want to have them and that's it and that's okay as well. But if you don't want them, that's just as okay. So I want you to think about what are my deal breakers in a relationship because these are the conversations that you actually need to have as you're going into the dating game or in your relationship. Or have you been in this relationship for an extended period of time and you have not had these conversations yet? And they're probably something you need to start conversing about. That's the deal breakers for today. I think I'm going to leave it there for this episode. I sort of wish we could get calls in. If anyone knows of a system that I can use, that I can be on the podcast and get people calling in at the same time and I can answer their questions directly, like hit me up. Give me a shout out, a DM, because I'd love to be able to answer people's questions live to just like laser coach them through what's going on for them and get some really quick, really good results. So if you've got a suggestion on how I can do that, I am all ears. But apart from that, thank you for joining me again on Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. I look forward to, well, I don't really see you. I look forward to the next episode with you. I see you then. No, not see you then. No, you'll hear me then, whatever. But this is Dr. Love. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.